Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. This is a special Laguna Seca edition. You guys know who we are, but we're joined by a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I'm, uh, uh, what would I say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, how do you Winemaker. Oh, uh, right. is that it? Uh, child's book author. So we and, put our uh, lives in, driver. we put our lives in the hands of the wrong person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we put our, put our lives in the hands of a drunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey now. Oh, geez. That's how we're well, it's, it's wino lane. Okay. Oh, sorry. Wino. wino. That's right. <laughs> uh, Scott Pruitt. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be here. And, and thanks for letting me spend a little time with you guys. Oh. And I mean, and here we are. Iconic <laughs> racetrack, right? Look yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the weather, by the way. I know you scheduled I, I arranged that, for that us. ahead of yeah, time. Yeah. So uh, I knew you guys were coming. So um, it's not too hot, not yeah. too cold. Yeah. Right? Kind of like Goldilocks. Right? Oh, it's it's perfect. A bunch of fog in the morning just yeah. to give us that Monterey experience. And then you need to burn <laughs> it off Just right. Real quick. You, a bunch of fun cars to drive, right? Lexus, all these Lexus cars, right? That's Who's right. Who's not having fun here? No, no, this is great. Uh, you said you're from Northern California. Whereabouts exactly? Born raised. So uh, born raised just on the other side of Sacramento, Roseville. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, now live in Auburn. That's where the Northern Winery are. Yeah, yeah. And with racing, lived all over the U.S. IndyCars, Indianapolis, NASCAR, lived outside of Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and then now that uh, retired a little over a year ago, um, called Northern California home again. Cool. Can cool. we call that retired in quotation marks? I know. I know or right? is this, this isn't real work, though. I'm right? tired now and retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is retirement, huh? This is uh, what we have to look forward to? I got to tell you, you know, I was scared. I mean, 50 years of racing, IndyCars, NASCAR, sports cars, starting go-karts. And so how am I going to get my adrenaline fix? Yeah. How am I going to get that, you know, that need for speed? Uh, and uh, I'm just very fortunate where I was able to sign on with, with Lexus as an ambassador. So doing programs like this, uh, ride and drives, we were at, you know, I was the um, uh, grand marshal for the Rolex Daytona earlier this year. Uh, I'm giving rides in a GSF. We're going by start, finish, carload of people at about 170 miles an hour. So uh, good for me and good for them. Very cool. And so we're at the Lexus Performance Driving School here at WeatherTech Laguna Seca. And so uh, word on the street is that you're also not only helping here teach people how to drive better, not only on a racetrack, but on the street and really understand these cars, which are amazing. Word on the street is that you actually are involved in the development of these cars as well. Uh, how are you involved? Uh, I well, driving um, the you know like with the LFA for instance. When you know certainly not on engineering uprights and so on, but more the driving characteristics. And we worked really closely together. Uh, for instance, uh, with the LFA working on uh, uh, how the shifting uh, would integrate into the driving and you know, how that should be, how that should feel. Uh, about a year ago, I spent a bunch of time testing in the new LC convertible. Um, a lot of just maybe not major things, but there's there's a lot of subtle things, not just the suspension, but yeah. uh, the steering input, the braking input, you know, all those things that are um, what I would consider important and, and for as many years as I've been going racing. Um, being able to give that that feedback in a very um, concise and very uh, uh, good way. 
So I imagine and they, it's just fun to do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So but I imagine they go at you and they go like you know what you're looking for. Like you know it's not going to be all out race car. Like you have to dial in a little understeer to be safe and all that stuff. And you kind of know what they're looking for, and then you're giving input to make it the best driving characteristics to also match their criteria that they need. Right. It, that's that's a great point because when you look at the convertible that's coming, LC convertible. It was announced uh, not too long ago at Goodwood, and you can't take it to the track. I mean, it does not have a roll cage in it, so yeah. legally you can't take that car and 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 take it to the racetrack. So what do you have to do? Well, when you're looking at the suspension, you're not thinking about, okay, we're going to take this car to the racetrack, and we need to be have this, this, that, and that, and that. You're more looking at it, we need to have more of a refined ride. We want to have great driver input and feedback from the car. We want to have uh, a great sense, because most people, if they have a convertible, Especially if you live in California, we have these great roads, right? We have great weather. We have great roads. So you have that opportunity to go uh, really experience them. But we want that to be in such a great way. So when I was testing um, the development of, of, of this new car, that's what I was looking at. I wasn't looking at pure performance, going to the racetrack, braking, stopping, acceleration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be more aggressive. It needs to be stiffer. It needs to have bigger bars. It needs to have you know this, that, and the other, where um, actually it's quite contrary, where I want to have a great ride with this car. I want to have a refined ride with this car. I want people to be able to get in it and drive it on these great roads and just love it. I'm picturing uh, you go in there and uh, you're writing up a test plan and for this one uh, you're li- the job that you were doing is probably literally going in between wineries and having just a, <laughs> a nice weekend with the top down and you have to optimize for that and you're, you're actually well versed in that too conveniently so there's a chilled uh, wine box back there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, that, that's I, 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 it, it's been so fun for me personally to do everything I'm doing on the wine side, uh, especially by Wine Spectre having the highest rated Syrah in the world. Whoa. Wow, nice little 95 plug points, 96 What's points. What's the brand name real quick? Yeah, it's Pruitt, Pruitt Vineyard. Oh, well, that's uh, easy to remember. Pruittvineyard.com. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give it that's a little. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, How does it I don't, compare I'm, to Andretti? Uh, <laughs> not as good. <laughs> Jeff Gordon, not quite as good. Oh, he's doing wine too? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, but wow. these guys, here's the difference. One, they have their name on a bottle. Mario is involved just slightly. I do all the work. You're I'm the winemaker, right? I do the winemaking. Oh. I'm in the bar- on the barrel rat. I mean the uh, the cellar rat. Yeah, uh, you're I'm squishing that guy. the grapes with your bare toes. Is uh, <laughs> it's come a little way. Is it different? Now? Story I actually not bare. He's wearing polo- or alpine stars actually. Right? Yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets to see those stained feet and hands. Yeah. I I mean this is off off the the car subject, but how's your how's that facility? Do you guys have like a uh, do you guys have? I mean, I imagine you have a tasting room. Do we you don't. You know, oh, it's, really? It's it's a different dynamic. We we, um, because of all of our high ratings and because of the following, and I don't make much. We do about five to 600 cases a year. Yeah. And we sell out every year. Uh-huh. And we do only direct consumer so we can keep the cost down as well. Uh, ah. If you don't, then like if you go through a wholesaler, you give away three, 33%. And then if you go to um, a rep when you're going out of state, that's another you know 10 to 12%. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. almost 50% yeah. you're giving away. So you have to raise the, 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 the price of it. Yeah. We keep the price uh, reasonable, uh, and we give um, the best quality wine we can for our. Okay. Uh, so you have to go to the website and. Yeah. And, so you uh, aren't you aren't a place like if I'm up in Auburn, Auburn I can't stop by and no. have a picnic and. Well, have, you could because I know. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually. Over or not? Yeah, I don't well, know. It gets a little well, tipsy. You know what? I was <laughs> actually. It was kind of like a selfish thing, but I was thinking we do these. Um, we put on these road rallies uh, with 
you know, close to 100 or 160 to 100 cars. And we go throughout California, basically, like Central California, Northern California. We did up by Eureka, all that stuff. And um, we usually have like 100 to 120 people on these things. And we spend a couple nights. So we go, you know, we travel from town to town. And uh, I was think I was just thinking if that was that would be a spot, yeah. you know, yeah. if that was a stop that it could make. But we, we couldn't. You well, you, you know, California. Yeah. And the roads are great, right? Yeah. I and mean, there's so many. I mean, the, the challenge is which road am I really going to go drive? Today yeah. Because there's so many great ones. Forest um, Hill. What's that? Forest Hill. Forest Hill. Forest Hill Bridge. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah. throws those cars off the top. <laughs> yeah. of My road's Bridge. great though. I mean, uh, and that's like. 10 minutes from okay me. yeah uh, very very close uh so we we have done different things along the way we'll uh-huh. have a destination there yeah uh and we all just kind of get together and have yeah, yeah. one big party so yeah i was thinking like a, in town, put a food a truck there and uh <laughs> that's exactly stop by and hang yeah. out yep that's, that's what we do fantastic uh we know you s- thinking, Lane. we know you started racing at an early age but you're growing up in roseville what does your early road car experience look like what are the do you have any i, I can sh- tell you exactly okay so um you know, I come from a very traditional middle-class family, grew up on a ranch. My grandfather was a farmer. My dad started as a farmer, went into aerospace. Uh, not a lot of extra money. So uh, for my first car, okay, so I'm racing go-karts. So yeah. I couldn't wait. Starting at what age? Like 10? Eight years old. Eight, eight years old. My so first by the race, time you get your license, old. I mean, you were just dialed oh, man, I was, in. You know everything. Uh, trouble on Not the road. to say that, because we were racing, we'd go, you know, we were racing in, and we'd drive to the races. So you born and raised California. We're racing in um, um Ohio, we're racing in uh, Illinois, we're racing, and you had to drive. So you had your 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 go karts in 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 your van, and you're driving. To say that I might have been driving on the roads earlier than yeah. 16, um, <laughs> I, I think uh, could Statu- possibly. Yeah, statute yeah. of limitations. Allegedly. Allegedly. Over. I like yeah. that word. Yeah. But um, uh, my first vehicle was a 1965 uh, SS 396 Impala. Oh. Dude. I bought the car for wow. 400 bucks. Yes. No engine, no trans. Oh, yeah. And for my birthday present, my parents gave me an engine and a transmission. Wow. And then I had to put the whole thing together. So nice. Nice. Great car. It was black, white leather interior, two door. Four on the floor? Four on the floor. Sweet. Still nice. wish I had that car. I bet. Yeah. I mean, that's a 65 was a great year. Yeah, it so is. I'm, a, I'm more of a. Uh, uh, I'm more of a hot rod guy. Mm-hmm. You know, even the cars I have now, I got a 65 Chevy mm-hmm. Pro Street. I got a 60 Caddy convertible on bags mm-hmm. so I can dump nice. it right on the, mm-hmm. right the ground. I got a 67 VW van, all been redone. Oh, nice. Uh, I got a uh, 68 Camaro SS 396 com- uh, c- convertible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They only made about 800 of those. Uh-huh. I got some Corvettes. And so I just, you know, I love, I'm just that old school, um, I'm that old school guy. Yeah. Lumpy but, V8s. But not when it not when it comes to racing. What's that? Not when it comes to racing. I'll drive anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when it's yeah, Indy cars, NASCAR, sports cars, yeah. whatever, man. I'm yeah. I'm I'm game. That was gonna be my my kind of main question for you is given the variety of cars you've driven. I mean, you've literally been in pretty much everything. Do you have a preferred kind of? Do you prefer open wheel? Do you like? I mean, like, uh, is it? Uh, what what is the engine? You know, I I love it all. I mean, I get that question uh, quite often, and I go, "How do you compare doing a Daytona 500 to the Indy 500 to Le Mans or to the Rolex 24? They're all great races, great races, great tracks." And I'm just scratching the surface of these. 
the thing, going fast, there's nothing like IndyCar. I mean, my last race, Fontana qualified first. Average speed was 235. Top wow. speed was like 247 on a two-mile <laughs> oval. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy oh. fast. You talk about going racing, that wheel-to-wheel racing, going to Bristol, 500 laps, 43 cars, beating and banging on each other all night long. Tiny, I mean, tiny track, crazy. right? We were crazy, just watching crazy. something. Yeah, we were looking at Bristol. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. It's definitely an interesting venue because it's sort of like a gladiator kind of situation. It, it is. This, it's built up high, yeah. so you look down yeah. on the track, and you can see the cars from a, a, at any point in the track. You can't. I mean, I know um, for our listeners out there, you, you can't really, unless you've been there, you can't even explain it. Right? I would love to go. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it literally, it looks like you're a gladiator when you uh, go into the stadium because the track is really steep mm-hmm. and then the stands just go straight up from the track. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. like a Coliseum or something, right? right. It is. And, I'm scared. Wrong. I won't even go to the top of the stands. <laughs> <laughs> it scares right me. So no airplanes for you then. So, I mean, it sounds like you would prefer that kind of car where it's well-rounded, super lightweight, as opposed to like maybe a NASCAR where it, it's heavy and kind of like it's more crude and stuff like that. I, I mean, for no, racing. Not no? really. I, I love, you know, all the sports cars I've done because I've driven for almost every manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's factory Jaguar, factory Nissan, factory Ford, factory GM, uh, Chevy, uh, Corvette, ex- uh, I mean, Camaro, Corvette, etc. cetera. Um, I just, I, I love racing and I love the fact great drivers will learn how to drive everything. And that's, you know, my hero, Dan Gurney. You know, he was that guy that would get in and drive everything and successfully. Indy cars, NASCAR, Formula One, uh, sports cars. And so I was ho- just hopeful to emulate maybe just a little of that. That's yeah. awesome. Have and he was a great guy. I mean, if anybody- Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you if you met him and- Great guy. He seemed like Really it. good guy. Dan Gurney for president, right? Dan Gurney, for, I got that bumper sticker. <laughs> I hope so. Have it's on my 65 any, uh, and Palette. Nice. That's, that's, that's where You already belongs. asked your question. Or, I was going to ask, uh, uh, off-road experience. Mm, uh, did did some single seater stuff, uh, kind of up in in Northern California, Marysville. Uh, did a little over in, uh, in Nevada as well. I mean, there's a lot of mm, yep. a lot of that going up. Um, uh, except I just got too dirty. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all comes in right? hot and dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was more. I'm just. I did it. Uh, I even you know did a bit uh, a bit of running on uh, um, sprint cars, a little bit of outlaw stuff, and mm. some other things. Oh, sweet. But my but my. I, I love road racing. I love asphalt. I love the, the ovals. Um, I love just going fast that way. It's just, yeah. there's nothing like it. You, uh, do you have some? I'm just curious. I feel like we don't have a lot of time with you. I feel like we got to like pepper <laughs> questions in and then <laughs> we're going to be done. But, By all means. Um, uh, have you raced on the Nürburgring and do you have any stories about that? I've never raced. Oh, I've been there. You've been ran there. there. Yeah. Um, never raced there. Yeah. And it's one of those places. You, here's the, here's Here's one great thing right now. The, the reality of where we're at with simulators is awesome. In days gone by, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you were going to go somewhere like the Nürburgring or like, um, you know, Long Beach, for instance, perfect example, you can't run on those track with well, Nürburgring you can but um, Long Beach and and um, um, St. Peter's Bathurst like yeah, St. Yeah. Petersburg yeah um, or Bathurst over in Australia uh, you can't go there until the weekend of the race so you mm-hmm. couldn't learn the track so you had to as a driver jeez I mean you had to be thrown I mean yeah. Yeah. you had to be taking big chances not that we all don't take big chances but you had to make it happen quicker sooner faster it's kind of like us with the autocross course today right exactly same, same thing same exact thing <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say that same and, stress and level hitting the cones is just like hitting a wall yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're all good same same we know what it's like you, know, you don't have to tell us hey man it, it, this is some, some hardcore penalty uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm second, second. 
Keith Holmes. I'm saying, man. You know, <laughs> um, and, it, and it all the rubber meets the road this afternoon. You guys are going to be up throwing right. down, That's man. right. You, uh, Who, who's the winner? Who's fastest? I think so far, just but just it was just practice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get pulled down to 30 You might have hit a cone, too. We don't know. No, gotcha. uh, you talked in your uh, debrief this morning about your history with testing Formula One and that era, uh, 1987, you said, is really high up there for us. I mean, we're, we're kids of the 80s, and that's like kind of pinnacle manual transmission. You're, you're shifting gears. Big turbo. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. And then also, uh, we get asked a lot, what era would you want to go to and race in that you you know, maybe time travel was allowed. You mentioned Dan Gurney, but I don't know if that's something you've uh, ever been asked or thought about. You know, it's um, one I've been blessed because when you look at my 50 year career, it's a pretty you look sweet at the time. Dri- I've driven with almost, I didn't race against Dan Gurney, didn't race against Parnelli Jones. That was a little before me. But when you look at the Unsers and the Andretti's and Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt Sr. and um, Mark Martin and Ricky Rudd and that previous era of NASCAR guys, and you yep. look at uh, and, and IndyCar guys, and you look at sports car guys like Bob Wallach, Hans Stuck, you know, raced with all those guys. So when I was first getting involved in the 80s, racing against those guys, and then through the 90s, the transition from the older IndyCar guys, Bobby Rahals to uh, Helio Castro Neves to Scott Dixon to you know all of our current race against all those guys went and did NASCAR so race uh, full-time NASCAR so now I'm racing you know Dale Earnhardt Jr. and I were rookies the same year huh. uh, Matt Kenseth uh, again we were all three rookies together yeah yeah um, uh, racing against you know Jimmy Johnson and and um, that whole next generation when I look back and I see all those great drivers that, that I got to race against, uh, it's something that over my 50-year career, it's is even going and racing in um, Italy at the World Championships when I raced with, uh, against Senna. Yeah. Um, it, it's a pretty awesome thing to, to look back and see that. And so when I look uh, at those, you know, what, what are those great eras? And, and I can tell you, if you look at those great eras of IndyCars, the mid '90s, the the years yeah. that I was racing on, because yeah. you had tire wars, you had chassis wars, and uh, you had engine wars, and everybody was throwing down. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was throwing down. And uh, our last year, I was with Toyota. We were turning the engines to 19,000 RPM wow. in Indy cars, right? <laughs> oh 19,000. You'd have a qualifying engine, and you'd have a race. A, you'd have a practice engine. You'd have a race engine, and then you'd have a. Uh, I'm sorry, a practice engine, a qualifying engine, and a race engine. It was insane. I mean, it was that insane. insane. That's crazy. Um, you know, the tire manufacturers, I was with Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have a different compound and construction every turn, every, every corner for <laughs> all different tracks. Wow. Uh, That's know? really so, cool. Did you know it at the time insane. that that was just like, this isn't going to happen again, or this is kind of crazy? Or no, you know. You're just probably, it's probably normal day-to-day it, stuff, right? You, I'll tell you what, you could not leave anything on the table either. Yeah. You know, like when you're qualifying at, at Long Beach, if you didn't come back with scrapes on the, you know, on, on your end wings or, or you know, someone yeah. was touching you know, the walls. Yeah. Right, right. Paint peeled off your tires from where you're uh-huh. uh, touching the walls. Yeah. You were leaving time on a track. Yeah, yeah, there's. I remember Monaco in particular is like renowned for that, right? Like you, like yeah. the really, really fast guys are literally they're touching the, the wall. Like they're they're, yeah. Yeah. So how was yeah. testing that car when you went over to Portugal? I think you said Portugal. It was it was awesome. It was it turbo was, era. Turbo era. This happened to be so. This was caused with powered, so it was mm-hmm. normally aspirated. Oh, okay. This is kind of when all this was taking place. Yeah, and it was. Uh, Again, uh, I had to go there, never been on a track before. So, you know, you get your rent a car and you drive your shit out of rent a car <laughs> as many laps as you can yeah. just to get is some estero. Yeah, sweet. 
and then uh, and then got in and did a little driving. It was only a one day a one day test and mm-hmm. uh, did very very well. But even then, you got the sense it would be difficult for an American, uh, not just myself, but any yeah. American to make that to be accepted really into Formula One. And even now, I, I still feel that when you look at Formula One, and, and what's interesting to me, I love racing, uh, and and you look at uh, the reality that Formula One's never really taken off in the U.S. I mean, here we've been in Long Beach. We were at uh, Austin, Indianapolis. Austin, we, were at, we were at Austin. We were at Vegas. We've Detroit. been in Dallas. We've been... I mean, you've been in all these cities, but it never really, it's okay. And and please, you know, all Formula One fans out there, don't hate me for this. I'm just talking about realities of, it just never has, we have so much great racing here. You have NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, all the all the drivers, all the teams are very welcoming, very, um, uh, you, you can come and get autographs from almost anybody. Uh, Formula One isn't quite that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more expensive. So I think we have so many great forms of racing here in the U.S. that people, they don't have to have that, you know. Uh, is it cool? Yeah, but they, they want to see close racing. They're used to seeing fender to fender, wheel to wheel, coming down the checkered flag. Yeah. Who's going to pull this off? Yeah. What year did you break into Indy cars? My first year was... Just a heads uh, up. We got the two-minute warning. Oh, okay. The so two-minute warning. up, yeah. Um, was Long Beach Grand Prix, uh-huh. and I actually bought my ride oh wow. um, i spent all the money i had yeah uh anybody that would loan me money anybody saw me coming would start running the opposite <laughs> direction i was ask, asking for money um to go do do one race because i had to try and figure out how to get from sports cars to indy cars and was able to uh do well enough where uh indy car owners and and sponsors started looking at me and then at the towards the end of uh 88 i signed on oh, okay. budweiser yeah for for 89 90 and 91 so did you you never raced. Oh, so 90, you never raced like against Nigel Mansell when he came over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you did. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's yeah. cool. Raced against Nigel, and then like Juan Pablo later yeah. on, and yeah. stuff like that. All yeah. those guys. That's, That's what cool. I'm saying. Is like I raced against all, all the guys. greats. Yeah. Yeah. All the greats. Very yeah. cool. That's, That's cool. Um, I did want to bring it back to where we are in Lexus. Yeah, I want to uh, talk about the Lexus yeah, cars yeah. So, a little bit. I mean, we're we all pretty impressed. Minute. I mean, given you know, given that these are you know, if you look at the spa, uh, the specs, the numbers, right? They are heavier. They're bigger cars, but they're incredibly nimble. Very, very well put together cars. Yeah, actually, really beautiful V8 is just a star. Super nice. That that uh, torque vectoring LSD is really nice. Uh, what do you have a modern Lexus in your uh, GSF? Garage? GSF? Yeah, I got a, Well, I got three kids, so I mean they're older now. But uh, I love uh, I love the four doors. I love the coupe. Uh, and you guys drove them this morning. Yep. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't. I, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Pretty for, nice, nice ride. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you think that car's a lot smaller than it is. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. It's really we're, weird because you you put us on the autocross course in a GSF, and it's like, why aren't we in the RCF, right? Like, right. why this big long wheelbase thing? But it actually does shrink around you. Yeah. It's a very good driving. And car. it feels very composed, you know. And so. I love. Yeah, one, I absolutely you know love the fact that Lexus are putting on these programs, because, in reality we have all these great cars, right? I mean, we all, I mean, all the manufacturers are building great cars, but you never get the chance to really legally uh, see what they can do, Um, you know, and to be able to do that with some great instructors instructing. So, you know, maybe try this, maybe try breaking a little deeper, maybe try coming from, you know, this angle. Okay, the apex isn't here, it's actually down there. Let's do this really hard braking. We want you to feel what ABS uh, feels like we want you to feel what being aggressive on the on the on the braking looks like. We want you to be aggressive uh, with the steering, and then we also at the same time we want to help you with the right seating position. I went through that this morning, just like hitting a golf ball, right? If you can't hold the golf club correctly, how can you? Or you probably won't 
hit a golf ball correctly. Same thing with driving a car. People don't uh, just haven't had the opportunity because the only thing we legally have to do is get that driving instruction when we get our license for the very first time. And then we never really come back and have that opportunity to put cars, very controlled environment, Mm -hmm. uh, to really put them to the paces because if anything, they're saying go faster, brake harder, be more aggressive with the car. I mean, we're encouraging all the people who come through. Push yourself. We don't want you to scare yourself. Well, maybe a little bit. Very good program. (laughs) I mean, it it really should be mandatory for every 16-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's a, um, I I certainly see there's a need out there. Um, Because when you look at what what that driving instructing looks like today, um, you know, I put my kids and I taught my kids uh, a lot of defensive driving techniques and just to keep them out of trouble. Just to be aware. I mean, even the basic things, like you're driving down a road. You look at this truck in front of you, they got stuff all packed up on the back of it, and they got one little dinky strap yeah. going Think across about the top. What's happen. Knowing yeah. something. You're looking ahead, basically. Give yourself yeah. a way out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Give yourself a way out. Well, Scott, I, I don't want to be the bad guy here. Scott but Pruitt. Running over. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. We Let, need more time with you. I think it would be super fun to have a longer We'll come podcast. to the winery. How about that? We'll bug you at the winery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come join us anytime. <laughs> That's be, uh, Pruitt. You might have to drink a little wine when we're there. That's fine, for sure. You can't do any driving on the road afterwards. That's okay. Yeah. okay with that. What about the dirt roads that surround the winery? Yeah, we can do Close course. Professional drivers on curls. Actually, I have a simulator at the house oh, so perfect. Perfect. oh cool perfect. Perfect. we can go run yeah. we can go run Nürburgring yeah. Yeah. how about that we want to thank Lexus and uh, Scott Pruitt you've been really nice to record with us we really appreciate it and uh, let's go have some more fun let's do it yep. thanks guys really hey, thanks for letting me be on your show and, and we'll get together again I got all kinds yeah. of 50 years I of can imagine oh, yeah. 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 Just, just tip and just yeah. like tip the iceberg yeah. alright thanks guys all right. All right. Thank, thank you guys. Yeah.